tirelessly, devoting his writings and his labor to making up for the wrongs he had done and countenanced. He worked for several hours at his copying until he had finished the page. He placed his parchment copy in the bottom of a box of sermons with all of the other pages he had copied. As he moved about the small room, the candle flame flickered. He placed another clean sheet on the table, waited for the candle to be still and throw a steady yellow light again, and then started the next task. He dipped his pen in the ink pot and began with the date. 23 January 1537. Then his pen stopped, held above the paper. He heard sounds that were familiar to him and made him instantly angry. He heard the feet of soldiers marching in a platoon, their boots hitting the damp earth, spurs jangling and sword hilts clanking as they swung against steel at the bottom of each soldier's cuirass. No, he muttered, not again, Lord, not here. It was a violation, a betrayal. Governor Maldonado had broken his promise. If the Dominican friars succeeded in pacifying and converting the natives, there were to be no colonists arriving to claim encomiendas, and above all, no soldiers. The soldiers who had not been able to conquer the Indians in these regions by fighting must not come in now and enslave them after the friars had befriended them. Las Casas threw on his black robe, flung open his door, and ran down the long gallery, his leather sandals flapping on the brick pavement. He could see the troop of Spanish cavalry soldiers, all armed for battle with swords and lances, their Toledo steel cuirasses and cabasses gleaming in the light of the bonfire they were building in the square across from the church. Las Casas ran to them, waving his arms and shouting, "'What are you doing?' How dare you light a fire in the middle of the mission square? The roofs of these buildings are nothing but straw. The soldiers saw and heard him, and two or three of them bowed to him politely. But these were professional fighters, conquistadors, and they knew arguing with the head of a Dominican mission was not going to make them richer or more powerful. When he charged at them, they stepped aside or retreated a step, but would not engage with him. Where is your commander? he said. I am Father Bartolome de las Casas. He seldom used his priestly title, but he was, after all, a priest, the first ever to be ordained in the new world. I demand to see your commander. The nearest pair turned in the direction of a tall, dark-bearded man. Las Casas noticed that this man's armor was a bit more ornate than what the other men wore. His head filigree engraved on its surfaces, with gold inlay. As Las Casas approached, the man called, Fall in, and his men lined up in four rows facing him. Las Casas stepped between him and his soldiers. What are soldiers doing, bursting into a Dominican mission in the middle of the night? What business do you have here? The man looked at him wearily. We have a job to do, friar. Take up your complaints with the governor. He promised me that soldiers would never come here. Perhaps that was before he learned of the devil's books. The devil doesn't have anything to do with books, you idiot. You have no right to be here. Nonetheless, we are here. Pagan books have been seen here and reported to Fra Toribio de Benevente, 
who asked the governor for help. Benevente? He has no authority over us. He's not even a Dominican. He's a Franciscan. Those internal squabbles are your business. Mine is to find and destroy the evil books. They're not evil. They contain the knowledge of these people and all the information that exists about them, their ancestors, their neighbors, their philosophy, language, and cosmology. They've lived here for thousands of years, and their books are a gift to the future. They tell us things we could never find out in any other way. You're misinformed, friar. I've seen some of them myself. There are nothing but pictures and signs of the demons and fiends they worship. These people are being converted one at a time.